You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to the latest episode of Scottish Football Forums podcast. We're at season 11, episode 22. Uh, I'm John, uh, I'm your host for the night. The night. There's no other regulars tonight because they're all otherwise engaged. Erin, uh, I think's too excited because she got a macaroni pie on Saturday. For those that listen to the podcast every week, she's been on the search of macaroni pie all, all season, so she got that. One of the boys, he's a singer as well. He's lost his voice, his voice is gobbed, and we don't pay him. He gets paid for this gig, so that's why he's known. Um, and yeah, other things as well. So couple of guys that we know about uh, getting paid for gigs. Uh, we've got a couple of guys on from Dictator, Michael and Joe. How are you doing? Not bad, Hello. thanks. Nice to be, nice to see you, man. Aye. Um, I for the two years, we don't put the, audit, the, the visual out. So you, if you, you were saying before the podcast, you're hungry. So I don't mind if you have any our munches we're doing this. <laughs> we've both got a big roast dinner in front of us, man. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I'm going to start actually in terms of like talking about getting paid for gigs now last week I think six days ago I've seen you have signed a deal aye we have just signed to a label Black Hole Records um, absolute mad man so like we just got uh, so we've signed a, a record deal um, a couple of a couple of singles an EP etc and uh, the guys are brand new we had genuinely when you start this stuff you're never really sure how it's going to pan it Right. But we like we so we talk like it's one of those things when you're younger, you're like getting a record deal is the business. You know what I mean? It's like one of those things where you're like, oh man. And it was so strange because we always said that we wanted a small label. We wanted to make sure that like because the thing for us is having that element of control. Where sometimes yeah. when you get signed to the big boys, it's like the more that you learn about getting signed, the less you actually want to get signed. Because <laughs> oh, like so many of our mates have been signed, and we're like, that sounds genuinely terrible. Like they turn, you can turn around tomorrow and be like, "You boys are going on tour." We've all got families, and like we're like, "Nah, man, we're not wanting that." So we're over the moon. But it's been about six months in negotiating with the label, right? And they are, as I say, there. It's like one team. Um, they're amazing, uh, Marty and Christine, um, and a manager Scott. They're phenomenal. But it's been so long, and we've had to keep it under wraps for so long that you would think you just want to like sing it for the rooftops, right? We were just like, get it. Can we just announce it, please? Like it was one of those like, like hurry up and get it announced things. So we're we are genuinely delighted. We are buzzing to work with them, and we're looking forward to seeing how it goes. Aye. So for those that don't know, um, Dictator, obviously, you're not a new band as such, but in terms of the way COVID's going on like that, it seems like a lot of the bands during COVID seem new because people have been hearing more bands. I think we've all been listening to bands maybe we've not heard of before. It's been a good time to kind of check out new bands or bands you've not heard before. Uh, you guys, what have you been checking out? Uh, I've been checking out loads, to be honest. Something that I wouldn't usually do would be like Spotify playlists and stuff. But obviously since lockdown uh, started, walking became a massive part of my life and I would listen to the same stuff at the start and then you get bored and uh, what's the, there's one of the Scottish ones it's the Glasgow one or it's uh, Scottify or something aye there's aye. loads there was absolutely loads like uh, Gallus were a big one that got really into them Stone Immaculate uh, I really liked them but oh there's so many uh, so many uh, 
new bands, especially at Glasgow. Cause I, well, I know all, well, I know most of the bands from our way at West Slovene. So it was, it was like bands that have obviously been a bit for a wee while and that. I was hearing them for the first time. So I know nah, loads, hearing loads of different stuff. Uh, see, just on it, so a bit to like me saying about how discovering new bands and all that. So obviously, you've not been an overnight. It's not an overnight thing. How long you've been together as a band? Well, as Dictator, not long. Only since uh, the end of t- two thousand and nineteen with Dictator, but in the music scene, well, probably since we're about fifteen, sixteen year old. <laughs> we've been in a and long, out long time. Yeah, we've been in and out of like bands. Um, uh, like our whole feels like our whole lives of just music's always been a thing for us and um but like as dictator as joe said it's only been about um like it feels like no, no time at all because it was november 2019 we released the first single and then, right here we go less than i mean well four months later we're in a lockdown and so then it's been such a long time that now we're it's november it's coming up to november 2021 and we feel like we've just started because because we've not been able we've played one gig, one gig is dictator like as in our own gig. We've played a couple of other supporting, but our own gig we've had one, and I'm like that is mental. Now we've garnered a decent following and stuff like we've not like you know what I mean we were in the we were in the paper the other day right, and that was like one of those like moments like I was sitting in the shell in uh, Dreghorn Barracks in Edinburgh right on the way back for golfing, and I'd, I'd eight copies <laughs> in the Edinburgh Evening News. <laughs> And Joe done the same, and we were like thinking, like they're, they're going to ask us why you buy an eight, and and they never. They just looked to us. Like, well, I, like, <laughs> I, I didn't walk it with eight papers. I, I, I had did. two. <laughs> I did, and I was like, here we go. She's going to. She's going to say to me like, oh, you must be in the paper. You must be a big, <laughs> big fat celebrity." And I just was like, she just stared at me. I went, "That's eight pound eighty one," and I was like. Cheers. Wait a minute, £8.81 for eight papers? Is that the price of paper these days? I also got a doctor paper, but it was 90 was, You know that way where I've not had a doctor paper in years and I was like, I fancy treating myself. I I wasn't sure I was looking for Vimto. I've not had Vimto in about like 15 years and I was like, I fancy a Vimto for some reason. And then I wasn't there, so I got doctor paper. It was nice. So is doctor paper going to burn your rider for gigs? Rubicon. Rubicon, uh, Rubicon <laughs> like boys right into Rubicon I was like he's a weirdos what he's then drinking Rubicon well my god I, they have I have come back completely take back anything bad I've ever said about Rubicon I'm now on the Rubicon train right okay yeah, so right. that's one of the questions right riders because everyone has a different wee things that like on a rider like can be bizarre random things so Rubicon is going to be one of your things what, what else is on the rider We've got a we've got a hang about riders, right? So everybody has to realise that the person who does a rider is normally some wee guy or wee lassie who's trying to like enter into the music industry, either as a promoter, as an artist, as a manager, some form of entering in. And see when you get those horrible riders. Right, where it's like I want like a banana served at thirty-five degrees, right? <laughs> something, yeah, something like that. Tell, can we swear on this? Aye, good. So like absolute <laughs> assholes, right? Anybody, any band who does that, and some of them do funny things, right? So like, oh, if you could get me like a, a like a Donald Trump mask or something, that's not that funny, but you know what I mean. Some daft, right? just to see if they'll do it, and that's funny. But see when like some of them will actually demand a whole load. 
And then basically, like, they'll have to go to Tesco, spend 100 quid on the rider, try and get as much as they can, and then they have to put it in the bucket at the end of the night, right? And honestly, I hate people like that. I hate people who just go out their way to be dicks, to be funny. And I'm like, so so see when we have a rider, even if we are internationally renowned, I hope that it's like a couple of beers, <laughs> like like maybe a Greg Sausage roll. Like, so, I mean, I don't know about you, Joe, maybe you'll be the diva, but... What I would maybe try doing is uh, obviously if uh, you're busy touring and that is I might just put my shopping list in <laughs> and maybe see if <laughs> get my shopping in courgettes <laughs> and that just saves me a trip to Asda. There you go. Uh, that's quite that's quite sensible actually. I think mm-hmm. um, as opposed to as Michael as you said, like bananas at thirty five degrees or can you please ask that? The room is painted a certain colour and don't See. look at me unless it's on the left-hand side. See, if that was me, if that was me and I got that rider and I was, like, helping out at a venue, I would literally tell them to fuck off. <laughs> like, like I'd probably, you'd probably get sacked for whatever promotion company you were in, but you would turn around and be like, no, piss off. Like, and I hate that. So see, when I hear some of these words, they're like, yes, I'll do that, do that. I'm like, would you fuck? Just shut up, take some beers. Have like maybe I'll be as you say, get your shopping. You'll <laughs> be fine. Mm-hmm. Right, okay, cool. Um, right, music. So again, like in terms of this recent thing, now the Euros. Everyone at the Euros, it was worth a salt. Brought a tune, Scottish related. How did the cover of We Will Becoming come about? Do you have a view on this, Joe? I'm always interested to see if you mind. Uh, I mean, well. The first time Scotland's been in a tournament for however many years. We are currently in the process of making music. Every other band would have probably done it. So we thought, we'll get a wee go and uh, we've got a wee song out of it. I mean, I don't think we were like, trying to get it to be like the the national, what, what would you call it, the official song or anything. But it's just for something, I mean, it's just something to sort of remember it by. Yeah? It was a big historic moment for us. I mean, we were only, what, five-year-old last time Scotland were in the World Cup, so... I wish I could just... say the same. <laughs> yeah. You were kidding. That's, that's what, yeah. Good lad, good lad. Exactly. Uh, no, to be fair, we, as exactly as Joe said, we were in the middle of the day right? And I feel that sometimes people take themselves too serious, right? I sometimes think as well that like even like we're writing we're writing songs now, hopefully for an EP, right? Um, and like you can, it's so easy to get lost in it, right? As in like bam yourself up, get like blow smoke up your own arse and be like, this represents this, and like fuck off, right? <laughs> so like, see, and see, sometimes I have to remind myself just to take a wee step back and no take it serious, right? Take it serious to an extent, but sometimes I think people look at that and like I'm not doing a Scottish song. That's just, yeah. that's like, yeah, I mean, and it's like that element of like taking taking yourself too serious. So we said, should we do something? If we should, what should we do? And Alan was like, what about bits and pieces? And I was like, I will do a bits and pieces where uh, we'll be coming, mash up as a joke. And I was like, let's just see how, how shite this can sound. We'll see. We'll just see how bad it can actually sound. And then literally got him. This was like the, the Euros started on like the, the following Friday. Yeah. Um, the Wednesday night I'm like we really need to have it submitted by like Friday if we want to put it on Spotify Wednesday night we decide let's try it send them a version they're all like I am into that Thursday me and Zach go round to Joe's flat record the whole thing 
and then Friday it's, it's uploaded to, to Spotify. And so, like, genuinely just to set, we were like, we'll just see what happens. And we got played at Hamden, I'm sure. And I was like, see stuff like that? I'm like, how have we done that? How has that happened? I'm sitting here in my pants making a song, <laughs> taking the piss. I'm sitting, honestly, learning. Even that you, Nate, the, the podcast listeners will not be able to see. I've got a keyboard behind me. And I'm sitting playing the GBX thing. The do, 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 yeah, yeah. Do, do, do. Listening with one ear, pausing it every set. Like, okay, so I'm like learning exactly what to do. And then I, like a week and a half later, or, or it was about a month, and it was played at Hamden, and I was like, did not expect that. <laughs> well, we Aye. Did. So it's all right for us to blow some copy of us. Like, it's quality. <laughs> like, it's the fact, I, I actually, now that you've said that, and I'll realise that as the mashup in terms of the, the tune in the background, because Miguel, that does music, he was wondering, like, how it came about and how you managed to have it as your sound, because obviously you've yeah. got quite a distinctive sound, which right. I would say, like, quite diverse. Aye. How would you describe yourselves as a band, I suppose? Because you've described on Spotify, but is that you guys done that or is that someone else written about you? No, so, so it's, a, it's a mixture of like us and what we do normally is like you, you someone else describes you and you're like, that's class, I'm stealing that. So like, that's what we do normally. And one of the things you're saying, like quite diverse, that's class because our main influence is gorillas, right? And then that was our main thing for starting a band. So we were like, if you listen to all their albums, they, there's parts of it it's like just pure hip hop yeah. other parts is just pure pop and then in, everything in between and we were like how class would it be that if you could show you've got it in your locker right so if you could just keep jumping between uh, someone says genre hopping right everybody's using that now everybody's using genre hopping mm-hmm. so we're just going to pick one we're, just, we're one genre alternative rock oh, no what was it electronic oh maybe we're electronic like, indie pop yeah. I think that's what you were described as on Spotify. Um, Electronic indie pop. There you go. That, that's <laughs> that's all right, though, isn't it? Right. I think, it's either genuinely the thing is, is it's more like, we're just open to like, I mean, we're trying to be too moody or anything that we do. And um, like, even like, so it's weird because as you said, like that, where we'll be coming, I thought that was one of the ones. So I just recorded, like, done it here, right? I've got like a kind of wee studio set up. Mm-hmm. And I tried to make that sound like Dictator. And it's the weirdest thing to try and explain. I was like, well, I just think this is how we would make a song. And it's like hip hop drums, got the synths, got the vocals. And it's the kind of chilled out vocals as well. It's not like sort of like mad. And I don't know, it just it just kind of came together. And I was like, yeah, that doesn't sound as naff as I potentially thought it would. But I, I don't know, Joe, if you would, like, if there's anything else you would use to describe us. But I just feel that we can quite decided ourselves yet. It's, nah, it's far too early, far too early. Uh, because I think people exactly. I think people people will be calling us something different uh, by the time next year comes along. So uh, it doesn't really make a difference, to be honest, to us. And well, for the time being, anyway, who knows? I, don't know. I think it's a good thing because, as you say, if you end up defining yourself as something, see if you like get to stage of albums, right? We've seen it with bands, right? You bring out your first album, and it's not always the case, but generally, the first album does that raw emotion. You try to get signed. Aye. But then it's and it's successful, and then the second album comes out and folk go, oh, it's not as good. It's it's not the same as the first album. Well, like surely that's the idea of albums that they should be different. That's one that's of the big things you just described there is exactly right. So like we were we were to get a rapper on one of our songs. Tried it for the EP, but it's really difficult, like logistically, right? Um but if we had an album and we were paid to do an album, hundred percent I'm gonna be like we're going to be contacting a million and one people, trying to get them involved for 
a kind of eclectic mix of genres because I'm like, no, here, this would be class if we could get somebody. There's a part, it's like really hip hop kind of. And we were like, oh, how cool would it be to rap? Like, a bit like gorillas, like that. They're mad into that. You know how they're rapping in between yeah, the choruses yeah. and stuff? And I'm like, see that? Mad into that. So I said, I was like, if you could do it now, release a single where it's just someone rapping, you're not even doing anything. I was like, because it shows you've got it in the locker for later on. So when you release an album and there's a song there with someone rapping, it's no like, that's a bit weird. Because actually our whole kind of portfolio up until that point shows you that we're actually just trying, we're, we're just like a big tree. We're trying to figure out which, which way do we go, you know what I mean? One that stands out for me on that just now, I like Kasabian, they're one of my favourite bands. I've seen them last week. Um, and they use, I'm trying to think it was them or SLP once Serge went solo, and they used Little Sims. Now, I'd, I'd never heard of Little Sims before. SLP, man. See her album. Her album this year is one of my favourite albums of this year. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. I would never have probably got into her if it wasn't for another band, like, kind of, Giving it a shout. So see, like Little Sims is a really good example. Would love Matt, but like for me, I'm like you'd have to have you'd have to have serious contact. Little Sims isn't going to turn around to us and say, "Ah, that's fine, I'll rap on your EP," <laughs> because she's like, "Why would I do that?" And I know she'd be like, she'd probably be class, but never know, never know. Though she's been given a hand, maybe she'll pass the hand back. Exactly. You never know. You never know. But like, see, just like normally, their schedules are so mad, and like it's like whether it's normally you get to a certain point. And it's like, I mean, you look at Calvin Harris, right? Calvin Harris is, is what actually a person I kind of look up to in terms of what he's done. Exactly that. Calvin Harris was Calvin Harris. He'd done digital kind of electronic music that was all right, it was good, but it was really commercially successful. Fast forward about five years, he's picking and choosing who he's working with. He's like, you want to come and sing this chorus for me? You want to sing this verse for me? Do you want to rap this part for me? That's the sort of vibe that I think we are after, where you can... You know what I mean? Turn around and be like, here, do you fancy doing this? And likewise, working with like the Scottish hip-hop scene as well, because there's so many talented people there that we could use and be like, listen, but again, it's just making sure that we're we're doing it doing it right and we're not just doing it for doing its sake. It's like, this will suit it. I, I mean, the hip-hop scene, if I thought about someone, they're not together anymore, but Louis from Hector Berserk. Those guys like Hector. Scottish hip-hop. Joe, you want uh, to... Nah, really like Louis. A good Celtic fan as well, so <laughs> but uh, nah, uh, he's one. Uh, I think Mog's my favorite uh, lyricist, man. I think I would love it if he played on one of our tunes, but uh, again, would it work? I don't know, that's maybe just a, a fantasy, but uh, no, nah, there's plenty, <laughs> there's plenty out there, like even in the in Livingston and West Slovian, there's there's boys out there, but obviously, there's no much. No much attention to it, which the thing is, because it's always been there. That's why I couldn't believe it when, uh, uh, when I started looking into it and finding out all this stuff was coming out back in 2010, 2011, back when we were first sort of like heavily getting into playing music. Never seen one hip hop show, no out of choice. Just you just didn't know it was happening, but it's there, and I, I do think a lot of these, uh, a lot of these guys that are doing it deserve a bit more of a platform, a bit more of a. Just a chance, basically, just to get the name out there a bit, uh, and that's why I would love to. I would definitely love to work with some local uh, rappers. I uh, you mentioned about being good Celtic fans, so I suppose we better talk about football a wee bit. Uh, please, with how the season's going so far. Hi, 
I think it's difficult. We actually had a chat about this yesterday. <laughs> uh, we're away filming a thing for our new single, Candlemaker Roll, out 5th November. <laughs> so, what was that? I never, we never heard you the first time. Say it again. Uh, uh, Candlemaker Roll, 5th of November. Thank you very much. Uh, Zach will be listening back to this going like, finally, finally. I'm, I'm <laughs> going to them. They actually talk about stuff we do. But um, we were talking about it. Ange Postacoglu, is, I like the way he talks. Like yesterday, he got interviewed after the match. And there was a thing going about um, right on Saturday, sorry. And uh, basically, I've said yesterday as if like the listeners, this might go out next week. <laughs> and I'm saying tomorrow, sorry, tomorrow. Saturday. Um, but basically, he was saying about the, he got interviewed, the, oh, hey, what do you think of the title? Hang? And he's like, what are you talking about? The title race is done. <laughs> like, see stuff like that. And he's like, it, it's, he just knows how, and they're like, oh, well, you you know, like what? And he's like, no, nah, you said it. So we'll just do anything. And he just knows how to take them down and the tone that he uses. And I just think, see, like as a player, you must listen to that and be like, this guy has got our back. He's not going to chuck anybody under the bus. He's not going to try and point the finger. And he's got a massive kind of rebuild on his hands, but he seems like he's just taking it in his stride. He's no panicking. And I think that's really important. The biggest thing is that his style of football hasn't changed. And rightly or wrongly, he believes that his style of football is right. So he's like, as long as I'm here, I'll keep playing this. Now, Brendan Rodgers was the same, but obviously mine would get pumped to PSG. And he was like, does it matter if I'm playing PSG or, or Hamilton Akis? I'm playing the same style of football. And you're like, we just get pumped to 8-1. Stop. <laughs> like, you know, like there's that prag- pragmatism. Of like, yeah, you know yeah. I mean? like, but it's good to see. I think it's been quite refreshing, personally, based on the kind of the horror show the last 18 months was. Aye. The way I see it is it's going a lot better now than what you thought it would have been at this stage. So there's been some great points and some terrible points as well, but you were expecting at least a season-long rebuild. But you are starting to see it uh, coming together now, which before the end of this year, that's the least we can ask for, I feel. I think as well with Celtic, you've seen it before, whereby, or you see it with both sides, to be fair, Rangers Celtic, because they're the two that have won the league for so many years, that you think that a new manager comes in, it's going to be a season of rebuild, no chance. Whereas I think Wim Janssen, first season, won the league. I think there was, I think who else, Brendan Rodgers, Master Martin O'Neill. No. Like all these guys came in and folk thought rebuild, oh, it's striking. The. I don't know if our media brought a Slavin folk were like calling for his head after one game. Uh-huh. Um, it's possible. I don't think, I mean, we on the podcast when we did our preview podcast, I think most of us agreed we thought Rangers would probably win the league because they had a more settled squad and Celtic were having to sign so many new players, but it's what, four points of difference? Yeah. Maybe Celtic have had their bad run. Yeah. It, it, it's certainly not as clear cut as what it was at the start of the season. No, 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 so you've got, you've got to throw in maybe hearts and heads at the match maybe who knows it's been a bizarre season so far yeah I think as well it's like uh, looking at ultimately the buck stops with Ange Postacoglu and he has to try and get the best out of the players he's got right he will have to but it was the thing when there was like seven or eight players out of the squad and we had a bit of a like we, we didn't go in the best run and everybody again is freaking out but he is like I've not got my players so like, you know what I mean, and it's just that kind of thing of being aware of it, being like, um, we're not just having a, we're not in a slump. Like he's like half my team's missing. So if my team were fully fit and we were playing like this, then yes, we would be in a slump. And I think it's as you say, the Rangers got a more settled team, and like, but again, Rangers won one thing last year, and that is, that's the type of thing where like that to me is still no good enough for Rangers. 
it's not good enough for Celtic. If we'd won one thing, we'd have still been like, this isn't good enough. And I think that's the hardest thing for me is that like, but is the worry that, you know what I mean? Like he, is he going to be given time? Is it like, would he be given Steven Gerrard time? And I don't know if he would. You know what I mean? He's, as long as there's progress, as long as there's progress mm-hmm. year on year, you'll probably stand by and be like, aye, that's fine. But will he be given the same amount of time? Because his name doesn't hold the same weight as Steven Gerrard as much as, I mean, it might in time, but right now it doesn't. All these like young footballers who grew up with Steven Gerrard as their idol will happily come and work with him at Rangers. Ange Postacoglu is, who's that? You know what I mean? I suppose though, if you look at it in terms of the way that Celtic played a style of football just now, if you're a player that likes to play in a team that likes to just attack, yeah. they want to go there. Yeah. And he's brought that's... in good players already, hasn't he? Like maybe it's players that, again, people didn't really know out with Scotland. That doesn't mean they're a bad player. Actually, mm-hmm. if anything, quite often, probably means they're maybe better than what they have already. And the players that have come in have enhanced the team. I think as well, oh, right. like, I always mostly, imagine. Mostly. No, I was just like, imagine with Derek McInnes, right? I think that you imagine Derek McInnes went into Japan, right? I think he'd be like, by the way, Craig Halkett, he's class. I think we should try and sign him for XYZ, right? People in Japan have never even heard of Craig Halkett. And uh, that's the way I think uh, Ange Postacoglu has the one up on the Japanese league. The J1 league will be filled with talent. Kyogo Furuhashi seems like an absolute player. And that's just one player he's managed to get from that league. So how many other players over there is he keeping tabs on going, if we went in with a decent offer, I think he'd be worthwhile bringing it to, to, to sell. And that's the stuff that in the, the January transfer window, there's probably a lot of kind of players that he's got on his list where he's like, right, because they obviously operate in a different uh, transfer window as well. Mm-hmm. But that's the stuff that I'm like, I'm actually looking forward to seeing and and I think it's the sense of optimism that I never quite felt when Lennon was appointed. Lennon, I, I, I like. I mean, he won that. He won a treble. Can I take it away from him? And and over in twenty years, we'll, we will forget all the all the badness and like as much as people say, oh, he can't. He's been calling at the fans. Genuinely, he'll be he'll go down in history books as winning a treble. And that's you know what I mean. That'll never be forgotten. But with Ange Postecoglou, I've just got this sense of this could be good. Like we could be playing good football, and that's what you want to go and see. You know what I mean? Going to the, going to the ground. So yeah, but I'm I'm quite optimistic. Best way to put it. I suppose it's a Celtic way, isn't it? In terms of the, the style of football, like under Lennon, I would say there wasn't that playing with wingers, playing attacking football. As Jota comes in, Abada comes in, Turnbull crea- <laughs> creative. Even in the mid, the only thing I think looking as an outsider, the midfield I think needs a bit of a Scott Brown from yeah. a few years ago. That's mm-hmm. the only thing I think. But uh, like I a leader. Know. Like I, I just think as well, like so Callum I like I think uh Callum McGregor on his day is a phenomenal player. But I've never seen him as like the actual out and out captain. And I think that's really like as hard as as harsh it is as it well, because he's phenomenal and he's like a Celtic lifer. Like he I mean we'll be eternally grateful if he goes away and he's spent his full career with Celtic. That is that is unbelievable for getting him in his prime and stuff like that and everything he's achieved with Celtic already. But seeing him as a manager, I just... Scott Brown, you can just... He always, like, had... I mean, everybody shouting at everybody. And Callum McGregor doesn't do that. And it's a new world. But, like, the closest we've got is Joe Hart to to that. You know what I mean? Um, and that's, again, you're looking... But I remember seeing the thing uh, when we were playing uh, Real uh, Batiste. And it was like, Joe Hart's a captain. And I was like, 
See, if you told me this six months ago, I'd have been asking what you were smoking. <laughs> like, Joe Hart's, like, captain of the Celtic to Real Batista. I'd be like, what? But there we are, you know what I mean? Sitting doing that. And it's, it's, I think you think you're right. I think we could do with, like, someone in the midfield who's, like, a proper, not like a maestro, someone who's a eyeball, like, but no, like, sorrow, who's just diving into everything, can actually tactically shuffle everybody around and be like, you hate to here, you hate to drop in here, you hate to do this. An organiser, you know? Which, so in terms of leadership, obviously in a band, generally the singers, the guardian has been the loud one. Uh, I don't know if that's the case here. It's only two of you on tonight. Who's the leaders in the band, or is it a case of all in, all for one, one for all? I think you know who's loudest. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's enough joke. I've answered every question. See, you know how it is. It's probably the same. Same answer for every band. Like you need that. So Michael obviously comes with ideas and the rest is uh, working our parts. But now because Jack can't really speak in this because I definitely do the least and I'll put my hands up to that. There's no hiding there. But uh, because there's so much more going on. But you're the best musically, aren't you though? Isn't it? You're the, from what I've heard, uh, you're the best musically. So that's what you bring. The absolute uh, like backbone uh, to the band. But uh I wait me it would fall apart in minutes I reckon like so <laughs> the backbone the base backbone the Scott Brown uh, the foundation uh, Scott Brown exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're just we're actually a band fully Scott Browns no uh, <laughs> do you want to know the thing is I genuinely feel with this uh, this band is it like see there's sometimes when you go in about your slump right and you just kind of be arsed in and right just yeah everybody goes through that and it feels like the rest of us step up when if that happens so like everything that's going to happen the trials and tribulations they just life we've all got our kind of set rules so like for instance zach runs a twitter and when we first started it it was like i'll take instagram i write all the songs right so i'm the main songwriter for the band and we all do kind of do our parts but the ideas for the music come for me and then they get the the end product is as a result of all of us so that's like that's why i always think we're like um I sound like a dick here, but like, you know, when you, I'm going to compare myself to Freddie Mercury and Queen, right? No, but see when you watch the, the November's coming up, November's uh, coming up and exactly. you'll grow a good so, task, I think. Well, that's what I'm thinking. So, uh, <laughs> but I was going to grab a microphone there. Yeah, Mel, but basically I was like, uh, watching the documentary and it's that thing where like, he thought he was better than everybody else because he was like, I am the star type of thing for that period of time. Then they got back together. But I've always looked at it with the view of like, Half of the stuff, like every single song we've done or released would not be the same song without everybody else. Like telling you that ideas are shite, telling you ideas are good. And that is just as valuable as writing the song, right? And writing the lyrics is just as good when you can actually turn around and say, listen, this is this is good, this is bad. And that's where I'm always like, so the whole lot of us are involved in the process. And for me, um, like Alan does like the, he's like the accountant, right? So he looks after the the invoice and then the, the band account. And like, especially during the um, the negotiations with the label, for example, all of us kind of stepped up and done parts of it. And like Alan chased down the lawyers and like Zach's really good at, at getting back to people on like email and stuff like that. Um, and there's parts of the stuff wherever we have to write a song, I'll make sure the song's done. You know what I mean? It's stuff, it's all stuff like that, that I think... Um, we we all kind of lead in our own way and it's good to to have. The one thing as well, Joe, is it like, see if you said the morning, Joe, we've got a gig tonight, you'd be like, I okay, will be there, right? And I'm no joking that see, see having that, like just like 
someone who's as up for it <laughs> makes such a difference as well. And it just feels that we're all kind of like, yeah, in, in our own way. No one person is like, right, you are the band. Um, as much as they try and like Zach and Alan always used to kind of shy away from doing this sort of stuff. And I was like, we're a band, we're no, it's not just me. People like people aren't just going to know me. I want everybody to be known. You know what I mean? So, aye. Anyway, oh yeah, Scott Browns. Aye, no, I like that. Um, on the subject of gigs, so this is a question from Superfan. You might have seen him on Twitter, Mick Limited. Yes. 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 I'm well. He wants to know how buzzing you are for the gig at Stereo, especially as he's now going. Joe, because ah, can't wait, man. Can't wait. I don't know. I've never met this Mick. Is this online? Someone on Twitter. Ah, I like his music. Celtic fan. He's a Celtic fan. Oh, excellent. I'll definitely meet him at Stereo then. (laughs) Shake his hand. (laughs) Man, it's got to be unbelievable. Like, it's, it has to be, you know, the amount we've uh, built it up. So, Uh, but I I mean, this will be our first own gig in ages. That is so long. and everything seems to be going well. I mean, it's it's up to us now to put on a good show, which uh, I'm sure we will. But uh, we've got a couple of months to get that sorted, and I not really. Did. I mean, it's it's one of these things you really look forward to, it, but it's you you're wanting to make it the best experience for everyone else. So it's no something like I can't wait to go out and get drunk and play like yeah. I used to. It's it's I'll not be happy until we've finished playing. If you know what I mean, until you know it was a successful night that's when when you can really enjoy it but I mean I'm definitely excited just to like play a proper gig that's I mean if anything that's that's what it's all about again at least we can actually do this so I'm looking I'm looking forward to it I think as well see like December's always a great time anyway right but gigs always seem to kind of get bigger like everyone's up for it you're playing a week before Christmas like one week before Christmas day no pressure, but they are always big in December. There's something special with December gigs. Yeah, it's something. Some about it. I'd like so. First off, Joe Kyle, you said you didn't know who Mick is. I he will be on call on us tomorrow. He's like an OG man. You have to put a formal really? apology. The rest of us know. I don't know. Don't, don't, I make, think, don't, don't make really don't make Mick's head bigger, right? Because Mick, I know Mick, and uh, he doesn't need his head being bigger. Just right. I apologise, Mick. Uh, <laughs> Mick will be on to you but that's just not good enough um, but aye so uh, no it's something about um, December gigs are class and like there's always a bit of a Christmas element as well right and everybody's just in good like there's always a weird period of time when we move to these dark nights where it feels a bit rubbish I think everybody goes a bit Ugh, and then you can accept it then you're in winter and it's great mm-hmm. and then everybody's got this renewed sense of optimism for Christmas and especially at that time of year normally people come back to see their families and stuff and like going to gigs is just just a wee bit more special because it's like, oh, this is the end of the year. It's a big kind of deal. And for us, we've waited so long to get back and play our own gig. And like we sold out broadcast <clears throat> um, and like, because we had broadcast booked, we sold it out. And we were like, wow. Like we we thought we were, we'd maybe be a wee bit later on. And we were like, wow, right, okay. Shoot, what do we do? Do we put on another night? Do we do? But we were like, well, if there's enough, there was a lot of people messaged us. Like so many people were just like, oh, I forgot to get tickets. Got to that. And then we were like, right, okay, well, We'll upgrade. There was a venue available, and Stereo was an amazing venue, um, and it lets us kind of go to town with lights and projectors and stuff we want to do. That means we didn't make any money for the gig, but hopefully means the gig itself is actually class. And um, we were like, um, 
So when we kind of had a chat about it, it was like, it's just amazing that that many people are going to be there, given that our last gig was so long ago. And it feels really strange that we've we've not been playing all these kind of 90 capacity venues the whole time. We've been online, we've been streaming to people, we've been doing gigs on virtually and suddenly we're now back and we could potentially be selling out a 300 capacity venue. And you're like, this is madness. Like, you know what I mean? Normally you work your way up to there over a period of time, but we've kind of been working up to it digitally. So I can't wait. There's so many people who have never heard us. So many people who have never heard us who are going to see us for the first time. And in between them, we've released about seven songs. And that's mental because people know the words to the songs and stuff like that. Whereas normally you go along to see a band just to see what they're like, you know? Yeah. So I, I can't wait for it. I think on that note, like, there'll be people obviously who listen to this podcast and they will not have heard of you, but that's the idea of doing this. Like we I, did a, a podcast last month. The idea was like a wee football music special because football's a thing, but we love music, all the guys on the podcast. We had Iona Fife on and she was talking about how it's like, I just want to play, I just want to play and Every gig just now, I mean, I've been to a few gigs since we've been allowed to go again. You can feel this connection between the fans and the band like you've never, ever experienced before. Right. No, definitely. It means a wee bit more. Like, in, in trying to get back to where you were before the, everything changed is so strange. But it does, it just feels you're so appreciative of it. I think that's the thing. Whereas before, you would maybe go along to a band and be like, Ugh, I'm just going to go for a half of it. Whereas now it's like I'm staying here till the end. I want to experience everything. I want to, I want to smell like the this the kind of sweat, pish and booze. I want. Ah, you, you want a pint. You want a pint. A bit. A pint. Uh, a, a pint thrown over you, don't you? You're exactly. like, yes, I missed that. You're like, yes, finally, it's exactly like that. So no, I think it's a, uh, I think it's a, it has made it more special, and that's only a good thing. The thing I always think, like, I like football, I like music, but football, you've always got rivalry because there's two sets of fans. Whereas for a gig, music, everyone's on the same side. They want you to do well. Mm-hmm. So that rubs off, surely. Uh, definitely. But that could get the snuts. Well, well, for one of the days, I was there, I can't mind. I think it was the, the second snuts get the battle in. Aye, that aye. was a kind of like that's a, a great example of just everyone coming together for a, for a gig. Do you know what I mean? Like I know it's special. Like that was a special one for them, a special three for them. Uh, but I felt that like you did this. Like this is what it's all about. Again, I think that was, well, it was the first time I've been to the bars since everything reopened, and it was the first sort of big gig I'd went to. And you forget, like you do. You for, you definitely took it for granted uh, before. So uh, it's, it's nice. It's, it's a nice feeling to get it back would, and running again. I was there the Monday and they knocked out the park. I'd had a teaser because I went to the Orin Moor for the Orin Moor gigs, which was like, a, basically just it was an album. They said themselves, it was just to sell the album to get to number one. But it was a wee taster, but that was special because you were like, I don't know to play about eight songs, but you just you felt like, right, I want more. That's like what you, you always want. You want more. That, that's a sign of a good band. Aye, when you leave, you leave you wanting. I think that's the thing, like, with snuts a week. The thing I think you're saying about rivalry and that is exactly like that. Like, we, Zach fixed the bass player for the snuts, the uh, boiler, <laughs> the other the other day, um, talking away and, like, genuinely... Is that an exclusive? Can we tell that story, aye? Right? Put it in the daily record. Um, but basically, the... Uh, aye, Callum fixed his... Uh, well, Zach fixed his boiler. And uh, he's just talking away and, like, genuinely, like, it's just, it's amazing to see them doing so well, but also they're interested in what you're up to as well. And it's like, you know what I mean? And like they, 
they've given us like so many like wee tips and bits of advice, especially through the negotiation with like with the label and stuff. They like that their manager uh, Gary was like, oh, here's our lawyer, like go and, co- go and contact them and stuff, and like that doesn't happen all the time. Yeah, you know I mean, it's I don't know if it's like a Scottish music scene thing, but. Anybody who's in that position asked us anything, we'd be like, "Aye, mate, do this." <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And like Lewis Capaldi, he's from West Lothian as well, and it's like a he's he's literally one of the biggest uh, superstars in the world, and there was he's so open about it. And like one of our uh, good friends uh, plays for uh, plays guitar for an artist called Youngblood, um, Adam Warrington, he's yeah, called, yeah. and he helped us produce the last single, right? And uh, I, I went to see him at the Corn Exchange last last Monday actually, and they. Uh, just caught up with him afterwards and stuff and he's like I just come in the back and stuff so we're standing behind the tour bus and like we all, like all these people all these other bands and like it's the boys for St Phoenix Swim School right? and you're just like this is mental but it's just a wee community there's no like one-upmanship it's no like oh I'm trying to be like the big man it's like how you doing man do you want a beer and it's like it's just nice to be a part of that like I think we're quite lucky I don't know if that's the same everywhere else but I think that's why like so many people from West Lothian seem to be doing quite well because we all kind of look out for each other. If anybody wants help, we'll get it. And if we can give support slots, we'll always look for the next kind of people. Like, ah, oh, we'll get them up and stuff, you know, so. Is that part of a community thing then? Like in West Lothian? Like, are you the type of people that generally you would help out each other? Regardless of music, just that's because Maybe. of the, the, I don't know, community and the working class element. Joe's it's like, hard Dah. to say. It's <laughs> hard, but, but this is where, for us anyway, when we first started coming through, there was no snuts levels bands. You know what I mean? There was no uh, Louis Capaldi type thing. The the biggest bands were selling out Bathgate and selling at places in Livy, like Dead Sea Souls or something like that. Dead Sea, pretty much like. They were, they were huge. Like you got a gig with Dead Sea Souls and that. That's one of the best nights you could have. Uh, but like they, they were as big as it got. And there was just that sort of next step up, which I feel if they'd got to, what's happening now would have happened back then because, it's, well, I mean, there's a lot of great bands that have been playing. A lot of great bands that are still playing now that were playing back then as yeah. well. Uh, and if the process would have maybe just happened a little bit quicker, but... It's always been there, like that sort of the level of uh, musicianship and whatever in West Lothian. There's always been great bands and there's always been different styles, and it's just that it's taken. It's just taken this next level up fight type thing to sort of actually bring a wee bit of attention to us, uh, which is nice to see. It's good to actually experience while we are still actively playing as well. Yeah. Uh, but I know, it's, it's good, like, it's good. To be cheesy here and make my bad joke, there must be something in the water. Aye, genuinely. We've Zach put a hang on Twitter and was like, um, a couple of people picked up on it as well. Uh, speaking to the boy for the weekend, or my uh, mag as well, he was uh, he was going to um, run run a story on it as well. But Zach basically put on Twitter, why is need to, like, there's so many bands for West, like, so many bands, <laughs> like, really successful bands for West Lothian. What is it? How? How's that happened? And like for us, like it's genuinely like looking at like Luke Lavolpe's and Mark Sharp and Bicycle Thieves and like yeah, Mark like, Sharp like, uh, Bicycle Thieves. Well, Mark Sharp was at the Stuts. Aye, was it? I, I don't know. I had him yeah, before. he played. He played. And, open uh, for played, board slip, played a cover of Born Slippy. I, I was off the scale. Amazing. Like, I wasn't expected because of the other stuff he was playing. You were like, and at first uh, you were like, 
I recognise this tune, but I'm not quite sure. And then you were like, ah. ah this is what he's playing, mm-hmm. honestly. Like, but I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. And I don't know if it's like a, like, like a nice competitive atmosphere where it's like you support each other, but you also compete to try and do better, right? So like that way where like you've got like there's your pals. And I think, you know, you always see that thing where like you're basically the sum, like the your best pals. So <laughs> the people you surround you with, you surround yourself with are likely the ones that you're, I mean, so if you, it's like that thing with like people who earn like a million quid. If every single one of your mates earns a million quid a year, you'd be like, well, hold on a minute, I want to earn a million quid a year. And you just suddenly builds this thing like well I'm going to go and earn a million quid a year and I'll find out how to do it whereas if everybody earns like 10 grand a year and you're sitting there on 20 you're like I'm I'm absolutely loaded and I think I don't know if it's that type of thing with the music scene where we're seeing people ultra successful bands like doing amazing things and we're like that is possible we can do that and we're, we're like not cocky we're not like arrogant about it we're just like you have to work hard. We know exactly how hard they work. We know how smart they are about it. And we're like, that could be possible, you know? So I don't know what it is. We get to be interested. I'd love somebody to run an article or something and just dig into it. Well, my interest, my thought, but you'll obviously be able to know because you'll stay there. Is there some kind of music teacher influence at schools somehow? Or mm. I got dissuaded. I got my, my school one of the best for, for doing it. Like Joe, you were the same. Like I don't know, how you, I don't know how you felt no. about it, but I was doing sound engineering. I, I don't think uh, no. never really had right. much interest in school, to be honest. At that around about that time, I was something that was like, oh, I might be quite good in that, but right, okay, I couldn't get a... nah. But the thing is, keep in mind the ones that are doing well are coming out of uh, St Kent's and Blackburn, so maybe you're best asking <laughs> asking them. Asking thing, them they come on. Aye, so that's, I think Sharpie must have been, was he St. Kent's? I'm sure all his bands were. Uh, don't yeah. know if it's nuts to be fair, Lewis was. I think uh, he went to it. But I, I don't know, I mean, I, I honestly, like, I can't put my finger on it. And I don't know, like, maybe there was, maybe they, but I, I just don't know if it kind of spurred the, here I could be, we could do this type of thing. Um, that's it, exactly. I mean, if if you were a wee, a wee guy uh, and you see Lewis had played, uh, like, the Harvey and Nightstrad, you've seen them play there before, just a wee pub, and you had maybe seen that when you were like younger or heard about it, and then you see them uh, selling out everywhere in the world, you'd be like, I've seen them there, and it would just make it, it's totally realistic. It's reachable, what you, it's like, it was that you, you can't be what you can't see. Exactly, yeah, exactly. For that. Right, so here's the other one, the other theory, but this is from Luke LaVolpe, that mm-hmm. I read a, an interview, he said, well, he didn't quite say, but I'm maybe it's because of Subo. Great show. Could be. You know, I can remember, see, when we were first making, it was either a MySpace page or a Bebo page for the MySpace. band when we first started. <laughs> before mum, mustn't go wet. <laughs> my mum was like, see if we West Lovian. And we, I, I was like, we, I think we put Livingston in and it's like, see if we West Lovian, because there's going to be hundreds of folks searching West Lovian now because of Subo. Absolute legend. Because she's been pretty be, grounded, man. obviously. Like, she, like, what? I mean, she must be. I don't know what kind of money she must have made, but she, like, by all accounts, she still stays in the same house as I think. Still Aye. pretty grounded. She, doesn't she, doesn't really like the attention, obviously. But Aye. the music speaks for itself. Whether you like the music or not, but Aye. she could sing. She could sing. Uh, 
Ah, no, I've seen it a couple of times. Uh, out and about. Uh, at the working men's club or something like that. At, at mass once. See, she used to go. Mass. I was waiting on you seeing that, Joe. Right, I was like, right. well, no, he's going to see Mass Chapel. So, is it, you know, a bunch of choir boys? <laughs> maybe. Maybe it is. I'll tell you what, maybe the good Lord's looking down on us. Sorry, Chapel. <laughs> did you all sign it to Chapel? Is that right? Nah. Never sang it to Chapel. Oh. Uh, in fact, we did do one gig at the Chapel, me and Joe. Our first ever gig was at the Chapel. Played the, it was like Bind Me Together, Lord, or something. What was the song? Shine Jesus, Shine. Shine Jesus, Shine, we played, right? And uh, we'd been working, and it was like G, C, if you're into your guitar, that was the chords, G to C to G to D, right? And uh, I could play that in the McFly song, the ding, 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 that was it, right? And uh, we gets up there, the piano player sits down, and everybody's going up for communion, building quite the scene here. And then, boom, we start building it out. And they're completely different chords to the piano player. And the piano player is so much louder than us. So we're just sitting strumming, looking at each other, saying, I don't know what to do here. Everybody's singing Shine Jesus, Shine out of key. It was, it was, we got the bug for it. We got the bug for it. We were like, this is class. I want to try and pursue this in my adult life. Right, so 18th of December, you're playing that again, aren't you? Correct. We'll be doing communion. Or Jingle uh, Bells. The Reverend Joe Murray will be doing it halfway through the show. <laughs> Right, so we've got you as Freddie Mercury. We've got Joe as the, re- the Reverend. Joe as the Reverend, but see, instead of the communion uh, wafer, it's actually the, the the wee frisbee things filled with sherbet. Kind of, uh, that's what we're doing, just to spice it up a bit. Or, yeah, or in the bag, it could be a big massive bag, and it could be a big massive bag of CDs and T-shirts in exchange for money. Correct. That's exactly what we did. Ah, like it. good thinking, by the way. Yeah. That's all right, it's all right. Uh, 10%. Is that fair? Right, ten percent. Right, right, right. right. um, but, but generally, this West Lothian thing is massive. Like it's almost as if West taking over the world. It's mad. It is mental. See if, it, like, see if we like one of those things, right? I know to speak quite candidly. If we make it, right, and I mean like quite our jobs become like international mega celebrities, right? That'll be mad. That'll be mental because then you'll have like. And like you probably like looking at the career path, you're like Luke Lavope, he's gone there. Uh, Mark Sapp and the Bicycle Thieves, they're making like mad moves as well. You've got Lewis Capaldi, you've got the Snuts, you've got so many other bands who are coming up. See if you do, you'll just be like, you'll, you'll be playing festivals and it will just be people for West Lovian. Like it'll be nobody yeah. else. <laughs> just be purely there. Like, nah, nah, there you go. Do you want to actually know another reason, just quickly while I remember why West Lovian's so, so successful in terms of music? Yeah. guy called Ross Coots, right? He's like the the father of the music scene in West Lothian. Gets brought up on so many podcasts. We like uh, we we Lewis Capaldi and stuff, right? Uh, he is just an enigma of a guy. The nicest guy you'll ever meet. But he's like a radio host. He puts on gigs. He works for Argyle Holidays. Does the like the social media for them. He lives, I think, up there or in Glasgow or out that way. And you rarely see him. But when you do, he's normally putting on a gig or he's putting on some form of show. Or like, he's just honestly always got his kind of finger on the pulse of live music. And he created a festival, um, that, which has now been cancelled. But it's one of our, Gig in the Goyle, is one of our favourite ones to play. And it was just West Lothian bands. It was actually getting to that point. But like Jerry Cinnamon had played it before he was big. Lewis Capaldi had played it before he was big. There were so many other bands who'd come and came and played it. And he is probably one of the main reasons, because he puts on so many gigs in Livingston and West Lothian, for people to go and kind of demonstrate, but also have something to work towards. And that, he could actually be one of the main reasons why 
music's such a big thing in in West Lothian. So he is the Simon Kill of the <coughs> West Lothian music scene, correct? effectively. Yes, and he's just got engaged. So if he happens to be listening to this, congrats to Ross Coots. Well, once you retweet really it and all that and say how great it was, everyone will be listening, won't they? Correct. That is exactly it. But that. No, I, I do. Like, I generally, I think as well, like from like COVID, like COVID's been a big thing, football, music, whatever. Um, do you guys go to football? I'm a Celtic game holder for Celtic, I. So, part time support on me. What was it like not getting to go to games? I had to pay 680 quid to sit and watch a stream that was five minutes behind Sky. So and you're getting notifications to see if it's going. I'm sitting there going, like, like, you know what I mean? It would pop up, and it wasn't good notifications either. It was just like, you know what I mean? Oh, one nil Aberdeen. And then you're sitting there like, th- like three minutes later, it's like they score and you're like, brilliant. Or like it'd be a last minute equaliser and I'd know about it five minutes ahead of time. So aye, uh, it wasn't the best. It was very difficult to remain optimistic. We had a terrible season. I was, I said to myself, I'm never missing another game in my life. I'm never complaining about going to Parkhead on a, a freezing cold Wednesday where it's like minus three and I'm sitting there going, why am I here? Um, I, it was really difficult because football was a massive part of my life like it or lump it it's a massive part of who I am so I did miss it quite a bit favourite pies what's the favourite yeah. pies then favourite pies pie. we like a pie chat in the podcast so it doesn't mean it's maybe at Parkhead because I've heard the food there's no great so wherever favourite pies do you know Levy Stadium done really good pies uh, back in the day man uh, I'm trying to think. Even if it's not a football, just a what would what's your choice of pie? I really like a steak and haggis pie myself. Like decent, you like uh, used to just get them. They used to do them at the in some of the co-ops in the Steve. If they've got the Stevens Bakers, yep. But uh, you can get the Bells steak and haggis pies. No, it's good. Like, but you get the Bells ones at the Asda. Ah, that's what I've been going for recently. Good shout, good shout, Michael. I think my favourite pie was one up in St Johnston in Perth, McDiarmid Park. Uh, I think it was a chicken and chili. So that they're one of the few ones where there's <laughs> yeah. like a pie. There's like they have good pies, and I was like, obviously when you go to Parkheads, right, you're sitting there going, this should be the pinnacle. We've got so much money, so many people to serve. This should be the pinnacle of, I don't even know what to call it, right, but pies available. I go to St. Johnston away and I walks in, they're like, do you want a chicken and chorizo? Do you want a chicken curry? Do you want a... And it was like a big list of pies. And I took, Aye. I think I bought three or something. I was like, I'll take three. I'll just give me, give me a try. And I was like, me and my mate just tried tried each of them. And I think it was a chicken and chorizo pie yeah, from St. It, Johnston. was one of my all-time favourite <coughs> pies at the football. They, they get quoted. Anyone that's tried them, they say it's the best pie they've had. Aye. Like, that's, 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 that's the type of thing you're expecting to go to. Uh, out to a restaurant and like they're doing gourmet pies and get that aye. you're like my word whereas you're getting into football so I tremendous but go back to music Covid much as it's had a negative effect not being able to play gigs did it almost help in a way being able to prepare for this being signed and all that ah yeah uh, Joe I don't know if you kind of felt like that but aye I would say so. I mean it, well, it's hard to, you don't really know because you would say aye, because we've never been signed before and we've never had a global pandemic. So the first time there was a global pandemic, we got signed. So must must maybe had something to do with it. It's really, 
it's really hard to say. That's I mean, with this thing, you, you can't just sort of say this is what done it or that because it's it's not that easy. I think like I mean, black black hole records. How they heard us? It must have been online. It must have been online around about that time we were doing the the virtual shows and stuff like that. So could be right place at the right time and they've they've maybe listened to us and thought well well they're on it's a new thing that they've started up as well so they must have heard something in us that they thought that would be a good band to sort of just uh, start them off way just to see see how it goes or whatever but I feel I mean I so my answer to that would be I the pandemic has kind of helped us in a way because yeah. if I think in terms of music I've been listening to and especially for all Again, go back to this West Lothian thing. There's some, like, I, d- I don't know, like, bands generally, a bit of swagger, but your music is your emotional release. Yeah. Just now, yep. everything you hear, I think there is that emotional stuff that's getting written through COVID because it was a shit time for us all. Yeah. And your, so. music, your, your lyrics, from listening to your lyrics, there's, much as it's upbeat, the music's upbeat, some of the lyrics are pretty deep. Because uh, remember, I can blow smoke up your ass. Because it's I'm the observer here. I know. To be fair, like exactly that, right? And I don't. It's not that I mean to him. I'm genuinely, generally quite an upbeat person. Right? And as you say, it's it's probably just that kind of part of me. It's just a release. Um, and like there's certain elements to like even the EP we're writing and stuff. And one of the songs is genuinely so kind of personal. Where I didn't even. It wasn't about anything or as such. It just kind of the lyrics. I think like when people hear it kind of hopefully speak to a lot of people like genuinely because it's weirdest thing ever right the strangest weirdest thing is that when I'm playing and singing and kind of I can I'm in the moment right and I'm like this is mad and I'm kind of singing it but I don't appreciate it until I go through and listen to it because it's like I'm listening to it for the first time as someone else and there was one of the songs where like we'd be done and I remember listening to it I was nearly crying (laughs) and I was like I've wrote this and sung it I've wrote this and sung it and I've never really thought about hearing it and I've heard it and went, wow, that made me feel like, I don't know, like positive, but it was so strange and it is deep and I don't, it's not that I necessarily mean it to be, but like, I don't think we quite know just how much this is taking a toll on us, right? And see, like now we're getting back to normal. I'm personally just like finding what normal is and like getting back and it's like, I don't fight, don't quite feel myself getting back yet and like yeah. when I do I know I know you'll know when you're kind of back but it's almost like the world's opened back up so you should be dancing from the rooftops and dancing on the rooftop and you're no you're no and you're like oh well I, I mean what, what's the matter with me but nothing's the matter we've just been through something that we've never had to experience before and a lot of people are feeling similar and it's all right you know what I mean we will we'll pull through together but it is it's just scary you know so yeah it's good to have music to kind of formulate what you're thinking and yeah really kind of this is this is what it means or this is like you're feeling it's okay like you know what i mean and that's like that's one of the things especially like i, I hear about some of the people who uh, like the boy for frightened rabbit some of his lyrics were a bit too much like a bit too much and like i actually don't think it was a good thing right because like how do you like there's there's a couple of like, even like some of the young bud songs i was listening to last week and like how do you get over that? That doesn't say. I mean that that sounds like there's a there's a like uh, like everything we do is positive, right? And like you know, I mean everything about it, the messages will always be positive. 
there'll always be positive. Even if it's like people have been through some stuff, it's always that kind of like, it's all right, you'll be all right. And I think sometimes like musicians can kind of go into that spiral and kind of play on it and try and be like really moody. And I just don't think that's healthy. <laughs> and genuinely uh, looking at it, and I think that sometimes you can get, they can lose themselves. And I think we're all aware of that, that we don't want to kind of be like that. We're all positive people. And we want to make sure that our music represents that. And it's kind of hope, it's like hopeful and optimistic. That's what we're, we're all about, you know? I think possibly though for Scottish men in particular, when we've always been like, you need to be the man and all that. Yeah. Music and football has always been the man's therapy. Aye. Uh, not oh, just yeah. man's therapy, but women as well, because whoever. But definitely more so for men. It's changing now because we're allowed to talk about mental health. Not allowed, like, we are allowed to talk about mental health. Like, I don't it's know, I know you are a bit younger. Like, but even, I'm pretty sure when you were at school, there's no way you'd be telling anyone really what was up or that. Like, just, no. It's, it's no. almost like a, a sense of embarrassment or like you, you hide away from it and it's like, oh, it's fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Whereas actually everybody, everybody who feels a bit shite sometimes, it's like everybody's allowed to feel shite sometimes. And actually, sometimes it's like that thing of like talking about it. It's like just takes it out of you and you're like, oh, I'm all right. Or you say something and you're like, here's what I'm worried about. And you say it and you go, why on earth would I be worried about that? <laughs> like it could be the worst thing you could possibly think. And then you're like, I don't know why I'm worrying about that because I'm absolutely fine. And I think that's something that's now getting actively encouraged. But it's just making like the, the narrative slowly just stop talking about the subject of mental health and actually learning how to listen to people and how to also talk when you're feeling shite, how to know the, know the signs of like, like just, just reach out, speak to people. Aye. Because we're all here for each other. Aye, because you say back off, whereas now it's like, let's talk about it. Yeah. And actually almost good. like a cuddle. Yeah, it doesn't it even be a physical honestly, cuddle. It doesn't be so a physical good. cuddle. It could just be a, a gesture. That's, Aye. I, I'm looking out for you. Aye. I think we're quite good as Scottish people anyway to do that. Like, yeah. I suppose the football, just now Scotland, uh, I was at the Israel game. I don't know if you got any of you guys were. I never, I never got, but we did get played at Hamden, which was class. The the, the the actual release in terms of that feeling of ninety third minute winner and getting back to that, yeah, let's cuddle a stranger because we've scored a goal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but they're not a stranger. But but well, all genuinely just fans. that. Oh my god, I feel like on top of the world is so good. Yeah, no, definitely, man. And like that's it's good. It's, it's only a positive thing, and it'll only get better. It'll only get better. The more people talk about it, the more that realise that it's like a common thing and it's nothing to be worried about. It's like, all right, okay. Whereas, like, it's no good to keep it to yourself, you know? Definitely, definitely. Uh, right, here's a question. This was one that I think is... Right, there's a couple of funny ones. I reckon you will take this. So, this is in mind. This is one. This is Chris, who also does the podcast sometimes. Is your band name short for Penis Potato? Yes. Absolutely. Good. Right. That's what we want. Right. Okay. That's good. Answered. Um, now, you've obviously done a cover of We'll Be Coming. They're Celtic fans. Right. So we've got a bit of money here. Right. Th- this is hypothetically. Tina Turner, simply the best. Is it happening? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Can't pay me enough for that. No, thanks. Right, okay. Nah. Mind you saying that. Depends. If it's a million quid, I'll, say, I'll sing it anymore. <laughs> right, okay. Um, best and worst Celtic kits in your lifetime? What would you both say? Joe, I'll go with you because you, you've, you've been uh, not getting a chance to speak 
for a bit? I've been putting uh, my dinner on, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I would say my, the best, maybe... It's hard to say because some are sort of sentimental. So, like, the UEFA Cup top, that was a sort of... That was the... The hundred years of the hoops or something was it? It was definitely a hundred years of something because it had like the buttons at the top. Two thousand three was it? Nineteen oh three? I can't. It was something like that. I may be wrong. This is just off the top of my head, which isn't good. Ah, eighteen eighty eight was Celtic, wasn't it? Eighteen eighty eight. that must be something feel, different. Aye. I think it is a hundred years of the hoops. Maybe wrong, but I really like that top. And obviously, uh, just like the, the UEFA Cup, and the, well, not so much the final, but the run up to the the final that stands out. And the worst one. I'd have to say probably any of the luminous ones. I'm not a fan of like any like luminous tops. So yeah, we've had that. Uh, was that like a yellowish one? Uh, the bumblebee top. The bumblebee. No, the one. Bumble- no, it was a, made a recent one. Made a recent one. I can't mind if it was a daffabet one or if it was just before that. The pink. Was uh, a pink one. Pink there was a pink no. one. Ah, uh, the pink one wasn't the nicest either. And. Uh, it's quite hard to think. I mean, I, I like most of them are all right. Most of them are all right. Uh, I, I would say that then. I'll, I'll not hold you up any longer. Uh, Michael, Michael, you can go. What, what's yours? Best and worst. Uh, best probably the black and gold one. Uh, the, mm. uh, that, that was one of my favourite ones. Um, 2003, I think it was. Um, I think. See, the weird thing is, normally I'd say the worst one was the NTL Digital, the, the kind of bright yellow one. Uh, I, I, but I actually got that when I was younger. And, like, I don't know, I just, like, so it probably, probably isn't it? Um, normally, if there's a NAF kit, I'll buy it. So, like, because I, like, I got the pink one. I mean, the pink one that they had, like, two or three years ago. Yeah, yeah. What I do hate, though, and I'll probably say the pink in, is that for that reason, Daffabet. I hate it. I hate having Daffabet on the front of the kit. If I can get rid of this, if I can get a kit without the sponsor, I will. But yeah, probably the the neon pink one because that is. Right. <clears throat> so in terms of the worst one, being absolute bogs, um, uk.manscape.com, twenty percent off and free shipping off any products that they do, whether it be the weed whacker, whether it be the lawnmower four point zero. You can use it in the dark. You can shine it at a dictator gig. Yes. Like everyone does, a mobile phones out. Get your manscaped out at the gigs. Maybe that's I'll actually, is that, is that that's actually part di- of the gig in December. Part of the gig. Is we're all, yeah, uh, we're all bringing our, uh, our the weed whackers. <laughs> we're going to get the wheel on stage and just do it. But obviously, we're going to get a big, uh, we'll be a big prize draw. We'll give one away for free. We just need to get Manscaped involved. I give one of them for free along with folk buying your CDs and T-shirts in the the bag it's changed for money as I went to the chapel um, I, if you were to with a jingle for Manscaped so bear in mind it's about male grooming what would it be no pressure just a, even a, a, a verse a wee verse Aye. Uh, <laughs> Joe is normally really good at, at rhyming right? Aye, sorry I missed right. I missed the last wee bit there I no don't worry so... fucking toast and cheese I'm raging <laughs> Went away this, for this two minutes. This is a professional podcast that we do. It, is, it, it does get recorded live, so uh, Joe's burnt his toast. Hopefully, uh, more bread. More bread? You get more bread? No, you, no you, cheese. Plenty of bread. No oh, cheese. But... 
Oh dear. Sorry, right, my so wife. Who are you going to call when you need to shave your balls? <laughs> Manscaped. There you go. That's that's it. That's it. Simple. simple. Um, so the code is SFF Podcast, capital letters. It's coming up for Christmas. But a week before that, read them early a week before for the gig. And maybe dictate a logo, maybe shaved in the the groinal area. Correct. Big D, big D above big D. D. <laughs> that could be their next day. That could be their that, next that's one. There it is, the Joe. Big D. No, Joe D. has come up with it. Don't you try to steal that from Joe. That, I'm Joe, not stealing anything. The D above the D. You can see it lights. In lights. <laughs> <laughs> Tremendous. Okay. Um, right, okay, so PG Kialetta. Kialetta, because I need to try and get that mm. Italian pronunciation right. I, I don't know at all if he's getting any Italian roots or it's just a cool name. He asked, who is the best footballer in the group? Now, I'm going to say Joe here, right? But he's got a bad knee now. He's got a bad knee uh, now. So, <clears throat> presently, would... what would you say, Joe? I was going to say that. Like, I, I, would, I would fancy myself up there, but I'm, uh, I'm out injured, man. I'm, I'm out injured for the foreseeable until the NHS uh, get me in for my ACL operation. Yeah. Uh, I know. I just got delayed again, so I'm, I don't know how long I'll be waiting. But aye, I, I don't. I, uh, I would have to say. Like, I, but you're the best. If you're fully fit, you're the best. Oh, I find aye, without a doubt. Aye, aye. <laughs> no, no, you can't count me. Can't count me. It's hard to say. So, Zach. Uh, he doesn't play football. Zach doesn't play football. I can uh, I can right, see Zach you can, showing up. You can to call it, you can call it you can call them out as I know in the podcast. So can Zach play any sports? He's not a sporty guy. He's not a sportsman. Doesn't he doesn't he play a lot of like golf or doesn't he yeah, but I mean there might be some stuff. Right? He likes going to the gym and running, but right, okay. he's not really mad into sport. We me and Alan play regularly. Um I've got a lot better in the last eighteen months because I lost a bit I lost a bit of weight. So, and I, I don't think I've played with Joe for about 18 months. He'd maybe be surprised mm. that I've, I've got a wee bit quicker. <laughs> no. So what we, what we need is, I don't know, you guys might be too young to remember, but in the 90s, NME and all, that, all the bands were playing against each other. So maybe a wee West Lothian tournament. And we actually said bands. this on Instagram. We were asking for content ideas and people said that. And I think we're going to try and arrange one. Maybe in the next couple of months, we'll try and get an indoor one. Uh, not just West Lothian, though, probably Scottish bands. Try and get one be, That would be good. So, did Joe, did you play a decent level then of football? Like, play or...? Gave up for the drink. Gave up, aye, Gave up for the aye, drink aye. and the music. <laughs> aye. A true rock and roll. Like, Fighter, we've got some rock and roll out of To be honest, like... Rubicon. <laughs> I, I just didn't enjoy it. See, at that sort of age, the about sort of under... 15s under 16s I just lost interest in it to be honest like I didn't like playing at the weekend so be honest I, I was one of them one of the guys that see when you got a call on a Sunday morning and you're like hi ah, the referees are inspecting the pitch they're now I'm one of them fingers crossed please call it off please call it off and then when you got the call it was off I was delighted which I'm glad because there was a lot of like basically 10 years playing football and then I went back to Sunday league and that's how I've 
I've got my knee injury. <laughs> I think I played four games and some guy came flying through the side of me and he was like, that's why you, you shouldn't play football. Yeah. That, uh, that was me. Uh, right, so this football tournament is happening. Out of all the bands that would be invited or singers, whatever, who would you most like to duet with? Scott, maybe Scottish. Whether it's singer or it doesn't mean anyone that maybe go about the tournament because it could be it could be Rod, it could be Paolo, whatever. Well, who Annie would Lennox. be your well, <laughs> Annie Lennox? That that That's would yeah, I hear that in terms of your sound and your rhythmics, her sounds. Yeah, actually, I've seen it about gigs. Kasabian, it was uh, Sweet Dreams was getting uh, played along with. I'm trying to remember what song it was, but that's what he used. Uh, so one of his songs, and uh, I could picture that. Joe, would you be the same? Who would you go for? Scottish to, to do it or whatever. Aye, uh, band Nazareth. <laughs> right. Aye. Metal band, <laughs> like just that typical seventies classic rock. I don't know. I mean, like, Pelantini would obviously be a good one, but that's that's too easy an answer. Yeah, I think he can pretty much do anything that you wanted them to. So, yeah, he, he did. Maybe did a duet with a View. Uh, covers when the View were three albums, and I think nobody was second. It was album. a second. It was a second album. Aye. Aye. So. Be brave. That's what, like, that's the thing. Just ask. You never know. You can always say no. Aye. As you, you ask. Cool, like. Um, talking of celebrities, there's someone that's pretty big on you just now. Um, there's a band named after one of his characters in a film. Robert Carlyle, <laughs> love you guys. He is big and you up big stuff. What is that like? <laughs> he does and he doesn't, right? Uh, he loves, he oh, loves oh, like, he oh, loves oh, right, right, okay. So this is you're hearing it here first. We were in the paper. A guy, a guy phoned me Edinburgh Evening News. And was like, "Oh, like big Robert Carlyle loves you." And I'm like, "I ah, does this thing called Saturday Tunes every Saturday. He he's based in Canada, so it's early doors, and basically finds all this new music for the uh, a, a guy called Dan Potter since his radio show, and um, they've been phenomenal kind of uh, supporters of us for a long time, and he picks up the songs he likes from those shows." And tweets them out to his audience and like, they, like listen to this music, it's class. So he has genuinely tweeted about five or six of their songs. He's brilliant. He's a he genuinely supports loads of new music, but he has he does it every single Saturday. A lot of people, right? So we're just lucky that he's done it so many times with us. But it's not that he's like, you know what I mean? Like, so the guy told calls his head and read the news, and the headline is band tipped for big success by Robert Carlyle. And I was like, Well, I mean, maybe he did, but he's just how many, how many sure copies of that paper did you buy? Eh, that was that ten. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, he was just like uh, he kind of, he's just a really good supporter of live, like new and up and coming music. So it's amazing to to just interact with him, right? And that's amazing, and we constantly thank everything he's done, and it's brilliant to see. And hopefully, he continues kind of supporting us and stuff. And like, uh, maybe we'll make a show one day. That would be unbelievable. Um, but yeah, is, I think is, he's getting a show. Ah, uh, is he? I've oh, seen something. Uh, aye, Boogaloo, Boogaloo Radio. Aye, aye. Is that a London-based radio? Are they? Mm, maybe. I don't I'm know. Sure. I'd seen it earlier when I was checking out some other things, but uh, you, you see about Transport a lot, like at the side of the stage, watching bands, so you never know. Maybe give him a wee, give him a wee tweet and ask him if he wants to go to stereo on the 18th. Maybe. I'll give him any time. Maybe he's in Scotland, but like, come on, come on. 
doesn't change. Now, he, here's another football-related question. You've all watched football, aid or soccer, aid, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, well, maybe we'll make it just a sit-aside team. Sit-aside team of Scottish celebrities in a football team. Mm. Martin Compton, he... Obviously, he, Martin Compton, I. Martin Compton's there or thereabouts all the time. Um, He's probably captain. Probably, I We Jack for the snuts. Is we Jack from the snuts good? Player? I think he done a he done a hang with uh, Cy Ferry in that, um, and uh, he was he looked like a decent finisher. Um, who else would we have? Probably can, can it does it have to be music or not? Yeah, it it's up to you. Like whatever. So let yeah, it. It's great to see maybe Cy Ferry or Slaney. Slaney's not a footballer anymore. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe Slaney could be coach. Aye. Uh, well, thank you. Who else would we have? Who else would you have? It could be, uh, any, it could be any, any Walker Scottish celebrity life. Uh, Do you me clear? Frank, up front. <laughs> I think I'm Frankie Boyle just to give some abuse to the referee. Aye, Frankie Boyle at centre back. Probably just uh, kick it I think he'd be quite a good player. So he's quite a big guy, like quite tall. Be good in there. Aye. Like kind of playing the Alexia Lalas role because there's kind of, kind of bearded similarities Aye. there. That's true. Maybe right, jumping okay. goals. Um, uh, Gordon Ramsay. Aye. He's, I mean, he's usually in the football have any there, though. Neil Oliver. Neil Oliver with the big flowing locks. Just like... Just Neil Oliver. I'm trying to think. Who's Neil Oliver again? I'll show you a photo. You'll recognise him straight away. He always gets the Mickey taking it. I'm only an excuse. Him. Oh, right. Aye, aye. Big is that Neil the historian Oliver. guy? Aye, historian. Mm. Just running about, big Neil. Running about the coast. Um, who else? Who, who, who be go- who'd be in goals? Who'd be in goals? Who's, who's the crazy keeper, the craziest? Hmm. Uh, well, most I know uh, that, um, if you're listening to the Football Daft podcast, apparently Grado's... You can't promote other podcasts, come on. Fuck. I shouldn't have said that, sorry. I usually Shocking. keep it a good <laughs> <laughs> uh, who, who, who was it? Who you said, Joe? Uh, Grado, Grado, did you say? Uh, well, I suppose but, he's good at diving with the rest Calvin of Harris, he's about seven foot. There you he's go. We take right, Calvin so, Harris instead. Right. So what we got? Well, well we've got one, two... Well, to be fair, Grado and Nets, Frankie Will centre back, Clubson in the midfield, mm-hmm. Jack in the midfield. I would imagine he'd be a midfielder type. I think or, he's a striker. He's a striker. Attacking mid, maybe for Neil maybe Oliver. I, Where's he playing? Is he kind of, don't know, not quite sure. It's just running about, just being kind of like, just uh, making a. Actually, do you know who else? I've just realised. Oh. Uh, is someone getting dips from the team then? Because Calvin Harris, I think, is a good shout. He could play for Calvin Harris is in goals, right? He's in goals he's instead of Grado. Uh, you're going to have mm-hmm. a yeah. You're going to have a wee kind of floating kind of diamond out there, right? Uh, and for me, it would be Martin Comston, James McAvoy. James McAvoy. He's in exceptional shape. Um, did you say Grado, Joe? Ah, no, I get get shot at Grado. He's in another podcast. Aye. <laughs> get get aye. Ari a just fun. Exactly. <laughs> Who else did we say? Right. No, I think that's the team. Frankie Boyle, Martin Cobson, yes. Jack, Jack, Jack Cochran, Neil Oliver, Calvin Harris, James McAvoy. Yes. Right, okay. Aye. I think that's a good team. Um, oh, oh, actually. So, someone, so now I know who runs the Twitter, I take it it's Zach that's got the Sam Fender crush. 
Oh aye, yeah, mad in him. There's a brilliant yeah. album to be fair. Yeah, the latest album is very good. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else football related that we wanted to ask or anyone else. Are any questions? Favourite Celtic players? Got to go for the obvious here, but I'll let Joe answer first. <laughs> Lubo. Oh yeah, I I'm not a Celtic fan, but Lubo. I on you go. I carry on. Sorry. Yeah, uh, but Lubo. Just a genius. Uh, got him too old, but the fact that he never went anywhere else in his career. Uh, well, he didn't, he didn't reach the highest levels. Baffles me, but uh, I think I can see as well just... why your your hair's based on Lubo as well. I think. Oh, exactly. Which a good big shout. time man. Based based uh, my my whole uh, football style and him just uh, just a wee guy that doesn't look like he's got much gone for him, but just natural uh, talent and ability, and just I uh, just uh, he seems like a really really nice guy as well. Uh, I I like uh, Chris uh, Sutton. Uh, right, I when I was growing up because just the how he. I remember he used to have his wedding ring and he'd always tape it. That's the thing I remember for Chris Sutton. Uh, like whenever he scored, he'd always see the thing. But uh, just because he could play anywhere mm-hmm. and like he just, and like, and even now, like him or, or love him, right? He's, he stands up for the Scottish football, like as a, as a kind of Definitely. Game. And uh, that's actually quite refreshing because normally everybody else just down cries and says it's rubbish and stuff. Um, and it's quite good to see that even in the biggest stage that he stands up for it. But, Growing up, I actually really did kind of like him. Him and Big John, that era, that team, there was so many like in that team that I kind of was like, oh, wow. Like You had Larson, you had Big John, you had Sutton, even Neil Lennon. Uh, you were kind of like, you know, you just had so many people to look up to. Big Bobo. I remember big watching Big Bobo playing that. And I was like, oh, man, that'd be, like, I just, I, quite a lot, that era. Uh, I take it that's when you were all like, maybe kind of teenagers. Well, that, I mean, Two thousand, maybe just so we about ten uh, year old, aye, or even yeah. younger, aye. But that's that's when it had the most impact because, like, you know, what I mean, yeah, it's oh, when you no, had aye, it's no, two thousand three, aye, kind of thing, aye. That's fuck. I think I'm still living in the nineties. To be fair, I'm aye. like trying to do reverse years, aye, eighteen and a half, aye, it's twenty twenty one, isn't it? Aye, I'm, I'm aye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. So this is kind of started off. We all do slow fire questions with guests. Favorite beers or tipple drink. Apart uh, from Rubicon, apart from Rubicon. <laughs> uh, TL, straight down the board. Tenants Lager. Tenants Lager. Oh, he's uh, getting the Scottish Lager a shout out. I, I could go a Tenants. Uh, I think it just it, it depends, but I think uh, I'll probably see a pint of Tenants as well. Pint of Tenants, there we go. Right, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, we've covered favourite pies earlier on. If you could have, this came from my owner Fife when she was on the the first hour music football specials this season. Yep. If you could have three wishes, what would they be? You can answer between these. Obviously, that would be mm. three wishes. So the genies, the genies came along. Uh, I don't know who's rubbing it. Joe's, Joe's always rubbing. The... <laughs> <laughs> Try rubbing the I wish Joe would stop fucking doing that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shit, that's only two wishes gone then. Two wishes gone. If you rub enough lamps, you'll, you'll eventually get the genie. Aye, Glenn Michael's cavalcade. Mm-hmm. Uh, nah, I don't know. Uh, 
anything that can be just, as it can be as wild as as you want. I just I don't know. Let's let's uh, tax on my payslip. No, like no, a million quid. No, a million quid to like just work for a wee bit. Less tax on the current salary. Just, I don't want to make life too easy for myself. If I do that, I'll be dead by the age of 32. So. I, I see Joe as a simple man, which I like. He's not asking for much. Simple to not. <laughs> no, I don't say that. No, but you come on this like, podcast get, and you're saying, get, saying that he's get, a simpleton. Then, uh. <laughs> get the record tomorrow. Where is the So basically, Lubo likes Lubo. He's still got a haircut from the 90s. I'm just jealous. Um. He just doesn't want tarts, which I think is fair enough. Um, try and think what else. I, 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 uh, you're trying yeah. to Joe's out, don't you? You're trying to think too hard now. No, I know. Less tax on my payslip. Uh, the last remaining <laughs> wish. So the first one is that I wish Joe would stop fucking rubbing things. Try and get the genies. Try and get the genies. The <laughs> second thing is less tax on uh, Joe's payslip. Not even everybody's. Nice. Payslip. Just uh, Joe's. Just... <laughs> That'd be lovely, man. Lovely. Um, oh, this has put me right in the spot here. That must be something musically related, surely. Aye, I or tell you what, related. absolute, like, uh, uh, the pinnacle headlining Glastonbury. That's what I would wish for. Good. Balls out on the table. Back to uk.manscape.com, 20% off. That's balls out. That's what I want. That kind of thing. Belief. Exactly. Belief. That's... When we look back in 25 years, when we finally get that slot, <laughs> nah, but then we'll go like, mind we said that. I'm airing it right now. Headlining Glastonbury, and I don't mean like a, a novelty headline. I mean, you've actually worked and you've got a big body of work and everybody knows it and you're recognised and people love it and then you headline it. That's the dream. And is it going to be like Kanye West in the bots kind of style? Or maybe a football pitch? Just a big load of Rubicon. <laughs> <laughs> a Rubicon right. tap in the middle of the stage with just a never right. ending supply dreams dreams made dreams are made right okay one last thing we, we did a competition online which was to win hats from Supernova Terraceware I don't know if you guys know of them if you don't check them out yourselves uh, Scottish independent label up and coming they've been good enough to sponsor us help us out with our fancy football competition so there is two hats, bobble hats on offer. So I'm going to do a live draw now. I'm going to try and, this is a podcast I know and it's no, no one's going to see this, but I'm going to share the screen so you can see the site and cool. then do a live draw, right? So you can both stop the wheel. Uh, let's see if this works. You see it? Just uh, seen now. something. See it? You see like a wheel? No, I, I can see it now. I right? can now, yeah. Right. Right, okay, so we'll go alphabetical. Joe, you're first, right? So uh, you can't press this. I don't know why I'm doing this, but basically this is your person, right? With a spin. Right. Now, some of the folk in this are like folk that do the podcast. So I'm on the podcast. I'm making the decision. None of them can win, right? So if one of them comes up here, no, no happening. It's for listeners and that. So right. Right, click to spin. There we go, right? Do music, music, drum roll. <laughs> Or, or a fart, or a fart sounding noise. Um, right, okay, so, oh, we've kept we've kept noise and all sorts. Oh, I wasn't prepared for this. Like Glenn Schroeder, um, he is one of them. So that's good. And then let's close this. I take it we can spin again. Announce the I, next one. Now, um, you could announce it. You could, ah, you could sing it. Whatever you want to do. So, let's do it. Tell me when to tell me when to spin. Spin now. 
Oh, you can feel you can feel this, can't you? It's like Wheel of Fortune. Right, they can't win. They can't win. So we're spinning again. We're spinning again. Right, because they are they are they're a member. So not any chance. This is what they get for not coming on. Um, right. So we'll spin again. Michael Campbell from Dick Theatre. Yes. <laughs> so you can just send me the cap. We'll be fine. <laughs> no, Air, Air Force One. Right, that's good. He was in the podcast last week as a guest. That's all right. And he's on on Wednesday for our next one, which that's is our SWNT special preview in the women's game. So Glenn Schroeder and Air Force One, Air Force One even, will both be getting bobble hearts of their choice from Supernova Terrasphere. So all good. Tremendous. Which is that? Aye, I better stop sharing the screen. This is the professionalism <laughs> that we have here on Zoom. Just keep. I, I, I quite caps enjoyed it. To be fair, caps to Gee. <laughs> it was. It was when we. It's when we get the shock of the the noise it made, and also the drum roll, and it was basically a fart sounding noise. Um, it was the view as well, Joe, didn't it? Oh, if anybody see me in that? that just, I, I can see your chin. You just went, yeah. <laughs> I think it was a wet one. Oh. Um, <laughs> so. I think on that note, that's a that's a wrap. Pardon the musical pun. Nice. Um, thanks to both of you for coming on. Hope you enjoyed thanks for it. Having us, man. Yeah, that was good, um, fun, good. good fun. Very much enjoyable. And, and we even got I, to sit and listen to Joe eating his cheese and ham toasty. Oh, but did he get it? I, 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 I must have been pretty quiet then. I did. I ate it. And... Did you know? Did you know? See the flakes when he went. <laughs> 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 what cheese was it? Actually, what cheese was it? Um, Monterey Jack. Nice. Oh, good shout! Good shout! Uh, and uh, got bread. Uh, oh, it was nothing special. I think it's just Kingsmill. Ah, Kingsmill. Yeah. Why? Good. Aye, it's what we expect from you, Joe, as a simple person. Simple. Simple. Right. Okay. Cheers, guys. Um, and all the best. <laughs> Cheers, John. Cheers.